0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex cruzzi And today we go to the, I think, Feudal Japan time period is when this takes place to entertain or try to get the favor by entertaining geishas in the game Hanami Koji. Um... Otherwise, no. This has several names. Uh, there's another one, Gishia Academy, that they say is the same game, but it also doesn't look like the same game. So I don't know if there's confusion <laughs> there, but <laughs> which I'm just adding to now. But anyway, this is a uh, two-player game published by uh, several publishers. Um, Emperor S4 is the one that I've seen. Uh, is that the one that you have? Or That's yellow one maybe I have. is the. Is it? Okay. Yellow publishes it too, so I was wondering if they might be uh, the one in the States. But uh, Designed by Kota Nakayama. And uh, yeah, this is a uh, two-player game that plays in about 15 or so minutes. It's very accessible and not too light. I wouldn't say it's like the lightest game, like a super light game. It's light, but it's definitely got a little bit more strategic thinking involved than I think some other games Um do that we have reviewed so anyway it's i really like this game i'm excited to talk about it so let's
1: get into how you play it okay all right so in this game there is essentially uh, there are seven geishas that you're trying to win the favor of uh there are these oversized cards that you will play out onto the table to represent these are the geishas on top of those you're going to put a favor token on each of them in the center of the card Uh, to indicate who has the favor and since they're in the middle it means no one has the favor of them at the beginning of the game Uh, then you will take the each player will take four little action marker tokens little tiny uh, squares that represent what of the four actions you can take during your turn Uh, and then there are 21 cards in the deck this is shuffled up one of them is removed from the game for the round it will get put back in for future rounds uh this can take multiple rounds it could take one round but it could be multiple rounds uh it is shuffled up one is removed and each player is dealt six and then starting with the start player which i don't think it really says i think this is one of those where it just says oh yeah youngest player is a starting player there it is right there mm. right in front of my face uh <laughs> although that's that's just silly uh d- yeah <laughs> whatever whoever yeah. starts starts <laughs> uh that starting with that player, they have a choice between one of those four actions that I mentioned. They have markers. When you use it, you will flip it over. Of the four types of actions you can take, and I, and I, and I should mention this too, before you take an action, you should draw a card, which is something I constantly forget to do when playing <laughs> the game. <laughs> is start your turn by drawing a card. After you've drawn the card, then take one of your four possible actions. The four possible actions are either taking one of your cards and placing it secretly uh, face down in front of you uh discarding two of your cards from the entire game so place it over with that other card that got removed already uh placing three of your cards face up having your opponent select one of them to take and place in front of a geisha and you get the other two to place in front of a geisha and the last action you can take is to make two groups of two cards place them face up Your opponent will take one of those groups, and you will take the other, and those cards get added in front of the uh, uh, requisite Geisha. Uh, Each of the Geishas (laughs) has a a value to it, um, going 5, 4, 3, 3, 2, 2, 2. Those values also represent how many of those cards are in the deck. So if you add all the Add up all of those numbers. It should be 21 because there's 21 cards in the deck. Uh, it also gives you an idea of how you can, how best you can win the favor, and kind of giving you a kind of card counting mechanic. So if you know that they already have uh, two fives in front of their five, and you have one, you're kind of card counting and going, all right, if I've Put one of the fives face down, then there could be another five in here unless it got removed in the beginning of the game or they discarded something. So it gives you a way of kind of tracking all right, I know how much I need to do for certain things. Once the round is over, and that is, once everyone has done all of their actions, they will pick up that one card that they saved in reserve and add it to their side. So if I reserved a two, I'd put that in front of the proper two geisha. Uh, and then you do the scoring, so you go to each of them, and whoever has the most cards in front of that geisha wins the favor, so you move that favor token that is on that geisha towards you, or towards your opponent, or if it's a tie, it stays right in the middle. Um, then you see if anyone has won the game at this point. You know you've won the game is if one of two things has happened. Either you have won the favor of four or more geishas, Or the total value of all the geishas you have won, or or as they call them, charm points, uh, is a value of uh, 11 or more. Uh, If you haven't, then you will just take all those cards back up. You will leave the indicators of who won the favor where they are, uh, and you will start another round, and you will continue to go forward from that. If at the end of the round... There is a tie for something. The indicator stays where it is. So, for example, if there was a geisha that you had won the favor of already, and in the at the end of the last the current round, uh, you both tied. It does not go back to the middle. It stays in front of you since it won no one's favor. So once uh, the favor token moves off of the center spot, it will no longer ever be in center either. You will have it, or it'll switch sides, but it will never go back to center. Uh, and you continue to do this until, at the end of a round, one person has won by one of those two metrics given earlier. Uh, and that—that's it. I don't think I missed anything.
0: I think you got it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There's a lot to this game. I mean, like this game is very unique, and I feel like. It's a simple structure once you get into it, but I think it's one of those definitely that it seems more complicated than it is in the explanation. Once you play the game, it's like, oh, I totally get this right away. I right away get this. Um, Yeah.
1: After reading the rules, I'm just like, I think. I think like, I didn't really understand what was going on till halfway through reading the rules. I'm like, I'm still not understand what the heck they're talking about here. And then right, finally right. I'm like, okay, I think I got it. And then once we actually started playing it, it took a little while before we're like, Oh, 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 oh yeah. So,
0: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I, I uh, I really enjoy this game and um, it was fun. I hadn't played it in a long time, and it, so it was nice to come back and check it out again and play it again. Um, and uh, I'm excited actually to play it a lot more because I forgot how good this was. So, uh, what was your experience with it? How long have you had this game or known about this game? What was your first experience playing
1: this game like? Uh, well, you mentioned this one, and you mentioned it a while ago, and it was I just was like all right, sure, I'll I'll keep it keep it in the back of my head for for if I'm at a game store and. Uh, since ever since that moment, I haven't been able to go to a game store, and so eventually, I just right. ordered it <laughs> online, just just to be ready for whenever we needed another game to add to the list. Um, yeah. So I've I've been able to play this a few times. I've been I've had it for like the last month now, uh, and I've played it a few times. I think the first game we played was the most intense game that we ever. It went like. Four or five rounds. In the rules, they do mention that if you want to shorten it up, if you've played three rounds, there's you can just shorten it up and do something. I, I didn't really pay too much attention. I'm like, why would you do that? Just see who wins. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so it it went a while because there just there's a lot of things to think about. There, it's just multiple games of Tugs of Tug of War. Tugs of War? Tug tug of wars? I, I don't know what the <laughs> pluralization of, of that is. <laughs> tugs of war? <laughs> I it's tugs the of general the role. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's it pluralized all the words, even the tugs one that of can't be pluralized. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it, you're j- constantly looking at your cards going, wait, I don't want to give this up. And it's not something... It, it, so many times you're just like, I just want to put this in front of me, but you can't. At no point in time do you ever have the choice of putting something in front of you other than that one secret card, and it's so annoying when your opponent does that, because there's a lot of information being given when you flip cards over and say, hey, take some, take that, but if a, a, the opposing player starts off with, oh, I'm going to discards, and then I'm going to put this one secretly down, you're, you're sitting there going, I don't know what tugs of wars you're giving up or what i don't know how to play this because i only have a certain amount of cards in my hand to go all right i can probably win this or i'm guaranteed to win this but if i guarantee winning that i'm giving up winning these things and what ones do i want to really fight for and what ones do i do i not want to fight for and when you're splitting those cards up going all right i'm gonna i'm gonna divvy this up this way and this way and then see what or i'm gonna pick these three cards to put on display you're constantly going What ones are going to tempt them to take what piles? And what piles do I want to tempt them? And if they do take the pile that I'm planning, or if they don't take the pile I'm planning... What does that mean? Like, does that mean I need to reorganize it? Like, if they took the three right. blue and I wasn't expecting them to take the three blue, do I need to reorganize and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's not what I thought <laughs> they were going to do. What, what are they hiding? What did they discard? What are they holding on to? It's a, a right. game where you're constantly going, I don't know where the balance is, but you think you might have a good idea. But I think yeah. the best thing I can say about this game is there have been plenty of turns where... Either I've divvied things up, or my wife has divvied things up, and I'm looking at it and going, "Oh, that was good." Like there, there was a few times in the last few games that we played where she put the cards down, and either it's like three cards, or she divvied up the two cards, and I'd go, "Oh." oh, That was a good choice. Like, I'm sitting there going, I don't know what choice to make. Because, like, I'm sitting there going, if I only knew what card you had hidden, this would be an easy choice. But since I don't, it could go either way. And either I'm making the right choice and I win the game, or I make the wrong choice and I have lost <laughs> this game. I don't know which way to go. And that's, uh, I think that is the best thing I can say about the game because oh it, it's such a, I'm sitting there just like racking my brain going, i don't know it could go that way, but if i think oh right. it <laughs> sometimes it it might depend on the card that I draw next turn I don't know it's so frustrating, but it's a, a like a wonderful frustrating so yeah, yeah, what about you uh it's very much the same i it's such an
0: interesting little structure of um Uh, A lot of games that I really like Things that I like about it, like there's a a little bit of Lost Cities feeling to this That I, um, that You know, definitely, it's more advanced game Than Lost Cities, or more of a head-to-head Poker match than Lost Cities is But um, there's a bit of that card Counting and gauging, like, okay, well, what that that what you just said at the beginning, like you with the ice split, you choose thing. You, suddenly they take the thing you didn't expect, and you're like, oh oh okay, wait a minute, what does that mean then? Oh crap, what am I doing then? <laughs> and you have to suddenly <laughs> like because you can, there is the ability to sort of like logically count that what cards are probably there, probably left, and kind of suss out what they might be having uh, or what strategy they might be going after and so when it's thrown off suddenly you have to like reevaluate it all and uh yeah it's a really fun mind puzzle based just on what you think they know and they know that you think that they know what you think they know <laughs> so it's right. just down a rabbit hole you go <laughs> with, with that kind of thinking but but it's yeah. really fun like you said it's there's a like the it, it's it could be really stressful and i'm sure it, you know for some players it might be so we could talk about that in like who this might not be a most ideal for, but I really like that engagement. And it's such a fast game that you don't, you're not biting your nails in that tension for a long, long time. You have to make a decision one way or the other. And you just sort of with the uh, binary options there, um, you just sort of have to, what's, what's out or what you have to choose from, you know, all right, here's my best guess and then play it out. And then still, even if it it was wrong or you might've helped them inadvertently, which you definitely will over the course of the game. Um, it you still have good choices to rebound from that so there's still avenues to success in the game that i think is just great throughout the whole whole game so yeah i really love this one i love the um splitting me- mechanism where you split them and then there's a choice for the opponent and for or yeah i split and you choose so you split them and then the opponent yeah. chooses that's so fun here and it's such an interesting Um, dynamic because they have to give a little bit of their strategy away obviously to choose but then once again maybe they're fainting you maybe they know what you have or they guess what you have and so they're just doing it to mess with you and then you anyway I just love that once again we're going back to the spiraling questioning yourself (laughs) but it's it's a real fun puzzle.
1: Yeah, it's because it's they're always just a really fine line. Because the thing is, with each of these tugs of wars, as I'm calling it, uh, <laughs> y- you want you want to skirt that line, right? With, right. I mean, for the the ones that are twos, it's pretty easy to know. All right, I've I've pulled once, you know. But if you don't want to pull more than once on those, like if you put a lot of effort into getting all the fives, you're sure. wasting your time because you only need three to guarantee it. But then again. Right. You know, it could be that someone discarded a five along the way. And so if you put three towards it and they put none towards it, you've wasted essentially two cards that could have gone somewhere else. And so it's just finding – like there were plenty of times where I'm going, you know, I could pull on this five more. But do I need to pull on the five more? (laughs) I don't – I don't know should I should I be wasting my time pulling on the five when I should really be focusing on the four and I've already gotten the five and it's it's knowing when to stop pulling that is the really tough right. part and that's that's yeah. just the, the so <laughs> cool that I'm just like wait is she giving me that four because she knows she has the four or because she wants me to waste my time pulling on a four and she or has she given up on the four and she wants me to over pull on four what's going on <laughs> 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 yeah I I
0: love that that heady yeah that mind melding melting <laughs> in a very minimal way sense of like <laughs> going down a spiral of self-questioning is just so silly in this game but um yeah all right let's talk a little bit about too the presentation i think that goes along with it this game is freaking beautiful like once again the the games that are styled in the japanese art style of especially feudal japan are just amazing and this one specifically is just like really beautiful it's um uh, what do you call it a uh, watercolor style of game and uh, of course there's geishas that are on the board and then there are different uh, other cards the um different item cards basically uh is what they're pers- uh, they're displaying that you're assigning yeah. to these geishas or their preferred like item
1: right because they uh, are skilled in art music dance and a variety of performance and ceremonies as the, as right. the rulebook yes, indicates. They Right. <laughs> yep. And
0: I love just the tea. I mean, I know it's a big thing in Japan and there's a big <laughs> art for around it, but I just love the fact that I'm an expert at tea, making some
1: tea. It took me a while to figure out that one of them was just like, it was like a scroll. Like for the yeah. longest time, we're like, what is she holding on to a giant Or <laughs> Like I couldn't figure it out. And then we're like, oh no, she's reading something. That, that makes sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just,
0: they're all so cool and well-designed. And um, the, uh, yeah, just the presentation of this game on the table looks really, really nice. And so it's just a nice game to look at and engage with as well. So I just want to make a side comment about that after raving about the <laughs> the uh, mechanisms. But um, uh, yeah, what else do you like about I, like the, the other thing I really like about it too is the the specific action choices that you have to order in a certain way. Like in your, in your game, you've got to go do them um you know you have to get through them and so that's really cool where you sort of that limiting factor that you have to get through them but obviously you're going to um approach them differently depending on your strategy or what you think your opponent's doing and and that's really fun too Where i know i got to do this but when do i do this when when is the best time to do this one do you find like you were going after one versus another um as like a
1: i don't know priority wise I think in the first few games, I was definitely like, "Oh well, I've got to start with this one." But then in the future games, I'm like, you know, let's let's diversify it up. And it really, I mean, sometimes it just depends on if you're first player or second player because it, it it swaps every round. So I, and which right. I didn't mention is that on the next round, the other player is the start player because being the last player is like very strong but it's only very strong depending on what actions you take. So if you're the start player, sometimes you want to stall and not give them any information. So maybe you want to start with keep a secret card or discard two cards so they know nothing about what you have, but then you can play the same stall tactic. But sometimes the hands in your cards are like, well, I don't want to get rid of any of these, or I'm not sure which one to save until I have some information. So there are plenty of times where I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I know there were definitely times where my wife would, constantly start with the ones where she's give me no information. I'm like, I would just love it if you started around (laughs) ones where you, like, offered me something. And she did. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And it was still (laughs) – like, it's it's really hard to know what actions to take because it all depends on what actions they've taken and where you are in the round. And I feel like – I mean, I usually like to start with one where I offer something up just because it gives me – more options about what to save or what to discard because if you save the discard for the end or the, the, um, the saving one card at the end you don't really have a choice of what to save or what to discard you're just whatever you have left in your hand is what's going away and that that feels annoying whereas when you have a choice of how to divvy things up or what cards to give up at the end it feels a bit more like a choice or at the very least they have a choice for the other person to make or how you're dividing it is a choice for you so i tend to like to have at least one thing where i'm giving up at the end unless the cards come out in just the right way where i'm like all right i know i want to save this or i'm pretty sure that'll be the card that i'm going to save or i definitely don't care about these whatever cards i see in the future so i don't mind saving the discard at the end so it all it all depends on all the things so i don't i can't say oh well you should automatically do this and i've looked up on online there were some people like oh well these are the strategies you should take i'm like yeah but you know and i was constantly going yeah but to everything they were saying so i don't know what about you um yeah i'm kind of the same too i, I feel like i i like to
0: play sometimes or i have been sort of revisiting this game experiment with like using a an information gathering card the ice, the splitting cards, and because in a way though it sort of forces them to obviously give me information, but maybe go down a strategic road that I, I know. You know what I mean? Like, right. of course yeah. they they know something about me too, but but they don't. They also don't know if what I'm doing is intentional or not. So I kind of know that. Okay, they're probably going after their strength here. I doubt they're bluffing as hard, but maybe maybe they are. So I kind of been playing around with that. I kind of like that opener at least for this game but uh but yeah you're right it changes just kind of what's going on the theme as the game goes there's there or there as the progresses there's um you know there's usually one or two choices that are ideal at the moment the secret card though is sort of that jumps around for me a lot too where it's sometimes i i do think it's strong just sort of take that and then be done with it or but then sort of keep it later because i feel like it's it's a strong move, but it's not as, well, like you said, the information gathering that just isn't there. It's just, just, it's a just for you move, you know? <laughs> and so it could be, it could be helpful to clinch a strategy, but, um, um, so yeah, I don't know. That one bounces around for me. It's usually right at the beginning or right at the end, <laughs> it seems. But, uh, uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I, this game is so cool, and it doesn't seem like it would be as cool as it is if you told someone you have four actions. You can do them in any order, but you have to do them all. They have the same ones, and several of those actions, you give them something. All right, have a fun have a fun time. It sounds kind of fun, but there's just, I don't know, this is just sort of a game that sort of uh, uh, lives above and beyond its rules um, in the play. and So I don't know why that is, if it's the art as well as the gameplay, but um, this is just a really, really great and well-designed game. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay, should we talk about taking it out? Sure. Let's do it. Uh, okay, so taking it out, you're going to have just basically. Uh, this is a game where it's pretty much going to be taking place in the center of the table type game. So it's a game in cards and I guess little cardboard chits of actions, but it is pretty much going to be in the center of the table. Um, you are going to have uh, the geishas out in a row. So you have a row of geishas, and then as the uh, favor token, and then on them they're going to be favor tokens. Um, and then, as the uh, gifts are being given to the geishas, they are going to expand. So the the player that gives the gift it gives the gifts on their side. So there's going to be another row on one player's side, on top of that row of geishas, and then on the other player's side, there's going to be another row on top of the, or below the geishas on that side. And so that's just kind of basically, it's going to be uh, two rows of six cards uh, that's kind of going to be developing throughout the game. Then there's gonna be draw decks as well. Uh, in front of you, you're gonna have your action cards and um, uh, your, I'm sorry, your action tiles uh, in front of you. Those are very small though. They're like one inch by one inch little cardboard chits. I believe that's the same across all versions. This is designed as kind of a mini game, micro game anyway. So it's, you know, pretty small. Um, and then also you're going to have your hand of cards and, or your, your little collection of cards as well. So really, your little area is very movable. I think the only thing you really have to keep out and obvious is um, that I would say, especially when we've set this up um, in a meal situation, is your kind of your personal cards and collection of cards are you know you can sort of tuck them wherever you need to, but the hand the action chits need to be more visible to both players. I think so. Just keeping those out in front and. Um, Tucked or at least in a visible area is the most important thing there just to show and clarify what you're doing and what you have done. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, the, did I miss anything there? I think that's pretty much it. So basically it's just going to have a, yeah, your main it. thing to get around is the center area.
1: Yeah, Definitely.
0: So this once again is a is, even though it's a small game maybe not the best game for like a pizza, <laughs> It's or like a, a big center <laughs> meal.
1: What um, is a good game for pizza?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we had one now. I, I remember thinking there was a really good one recently. I can't remember what it was now. Um, maybe Coinage. Coinage is a good game for everything. But uh, okay. but yeah. So this is you know if there's a big center <laughs> item that this is kind of you can definitely do it, but it's just less feasible. or. Less facilitatable <laughs> to do that than it is if you're eating like your own meal or having a few drinks. This is a great game though, over some snacks and some drinks. I, most of the time I've played this game, it's been that, and it's just I I don't know. I really really love that game in that specific setting because. There is such a lot of table talk because it's only two players, and it is a head game between you two where you're trying to, like, bluff and and, uh, trick the other player into doing things that you want them to do or, you know, they're trying to do the same thing to you, obviously. So there's a lot of, like, back and forth sort of trash talking, (laughs) even light stuff, but it's still just a really fun vibe, I think, in this game. Um, So that's my favorite encounter with it. Uh, What was your experience taking it out? Or did you guys take it out? You went to a restaurant? Did we, you take it with you? We were never
1: able to take this one out. Yeah,
0: I, uh, I know. We just, we just I, have the opportunity. So I, as soon as I ask, I'm like, oh, right, I, we,
1: we're just starting to be able to do that. <laughs> we ju- I've only just been able to go out to certain places, and it okay. has to be definitely well outside the Portland area. So uh, <laughs> this one, I haven't been able to take this one out, but I would imagine that it would uh, fit, fit pretty well uh, in pretty much any... Any setting, unless we were in like a, on a tiny table, and in which case, why am I at this tiny table? Give me a larger right, table. Right. I need place yeah. to put my elbows. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Get us away from these tiny tables. Um, yeah, let's say okay, so let's go into like who it might be for and who it's not for. Um, I think obviously, if you're someone who doesn't really like two player head to head games, this isn't going to be great for you. Once again, this is another one though that I think any gamer should take a look at this game. the The mechanisms are very well designed and very, it, it, they work well together in a really great way. Like I mentioned before, to their their whole is better than their parts. The parts are very simple, but the whole it comes up with is really really cool and a, a cool design structure. Um, but then the flip side of that is you might not like this if you are someone who doesn't like poker style game like the bluffing of this game if you're someone who doesn't really like that or if um i don't know what, what's another thing the limiting four actions thing i guess i that's pretty nitpicky for for a reason why you wouldn't want to play this
1: game i'd only like things with yeah.
0: three or less
1: <laughs> or five or more actions <laughs> yeah it, it, it's it's if you don't like being limited a lot this might irritate you while playing cuz it's definitely one of those where it's just like but I want to do this and if you you're constantly one of those people who when you're playing other games you're like but I'd rather do this and it's technically available but I don't have it like if you want more open choices of things to do you might get a little bit irritated at this game because the choices are really in the the minute details of how you're going to do things it's you have limited choices but the choices are, are always kind of on a teeter- totter and that might be frustrating for some people of just like but I just want to do this I just want to play the cards in front of me and I won't have to worry about that I wish there was just something something more so if you're if you're if you don't like having some limitations on what you can do throughout the entire game then probably avoid this but I mean I think for how small of a game it is I think it's fine
0: yeah yeah and I I I totally agree with that. I think so. There's not a lot of hang-ups here, honestly. I, and I feel if you're a gamer or enjoy games, this is definitely going to be one that you'll like or at least enjoy the structure of whether it takes the table or not, hits the table or not. Just depends on if you're a two-player gamer regularly or or not. So, um, one thing. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention too that I really enjoy is just the the push and pull of this game. Uh, we we've I think we've talked about in passing uh, a game by. Um, uh, oh god, uh, button I <laughs> can't think today. And they have a game called Enthelion, which I really, really like. And it's another, they've had a couple games that are similar, but that game is all about pushing and pulling influence back and forth, back and forth. And this one has that, but I think it does it a little better than that because there's more nuance. And so a little more depth to that. And both of those are... A lot less reading of, in this one. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> in
1: fact, it's pretty
0: much almost no reading. But, uh, but that one is... Um, uh, this one is more limited like Alex was saying in like the in the four uh, actions that you can do, but it still feels more loose than Enthelion does. I like Enthelion a lot. don't get me wrong but um, I still think if you like the challenge of coming up with creative st- strategies within a limited structure, this is going to be very satisfying for you. So um, just the flip side of that uh, statement there. So anyway, so anyway, who's it for who it's not for? Would your mom like this game? Ah, jeez. I don't think she would like this game, but I feel that I wish she would. Because I think, I don't know. I think she would like it if she tried it a few times or got into it a bit. But I also feel like it's definitely not going to be one she's going to reach for. Um, and it's just uh, the fact that it's a two-player might be somewhat of a limiter. I don't know. I'm all over the board on this one. So you tell me what your thoughts
1: are. <laughs> that is the weirdest response I, I did not expect. I wish your mom would like this game. I no, wish my mom, mom would not like this game. One. It's one player, it's, it's, it's a tense decisions to make, and she does not like tense decisions right. to make. She likes crazy, wild decisions, or, you know, madcap decisions, or just luck of the draw decisions, but this is, there's too tight of things going on here, and she definitely, she wouldn't have the fun that you would want her to have with this, so, no. I don't, I don't care whether or not my mom likes this game, if, if. <laughs> There are definitely games where I'd go, man, I really wish she would like this game. I think she'd have fun with it. But usually that's because it's almost, it's like just off from something she'd right. like. This is not even, this is nowhere close to what I think she'd like. So I definitely wouldn't want her to enjoy <laughs> this uh, because... Yeah. Go out of my way there, to make her an church. That wouldn't be my mom. Uh, I'd say, <laughs> what kind of pod person are you? And I would be scared for my life. <laughs> <laughs> this is the test game for pod people. Well, at least Alex is yes, Exactly. For my mom.
0: <laughs> um, all right, fair enough. That makes sense. I totally get that. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, I'm
1: trying to think of anything else we could say about Hanma- Hanami Koji. I can't think of anything. There's a high record. There are two oh, things ahead. I need to mention. They, they, all right, they're they're almost they're like non sequiturs almost. Uh, there one thing is the box is it's a larger box than needs to be. But the other yeah. thing that frustrates me about the box is that these oversized cards. The, the box itself has, like, these two little troughs that you can put things in, like, as you normally see in games. But the oversized cards don't fit in either. There's not a lot to this game. It's just, like, two, like, oversized cards, a deck of 21 cards, and the tokens – and it, it, like, it doesn't fit, it's like they didn't really think, ah, they, they just like, oh, this is something we used for another game, so let's kind of do something similar to that, but it doesn't really fit what we've made for the game type of thing. It just drives me nuts. Uh, so eventually I'll probably make a smaller box for this game. Uh, and then the other thing I wanted to mention is it comes, I don't know if yours came with it, but mine came with four promo cards for the game itself. They're like four other geishas you can use. They're the same geishas, they're just drawn. It's just different art for the geishas, which it takes a completely different style. It goes, oh, instead of giving you seven completely different ones, they give you four that you can (laughs) swap out for four of them that kind of have an anime-type style to them. They're definitely much more of a modern, like, oh, they're dressed in skimpy outfits and, you know... It's something you'd see at a cosplay event type thing. And it's just, it's a little weird. I'm just like, why did they do that? Either yeah. one, do it and make seven cards. Or why? Why did you do that? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, the artist they got to do it is just like, I can do it for four, but that's all you're paying me for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, you did four, and then you ran out of money. So uh, four is what you get. <laughs>
1: I, was the, I think it may have? Been, is it, was this like a Kickstarter? And like the, as far as they got in the Kickstarter, and the goals was four of the cards. I <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I, I don't know. Really get that either. It's just dumb. I, I, it's just a half-ass attempt. It seems like, and then also it just, it's just is not the point of the game. I, it's just a weird exactly. inclusion. <laughs> um, yeah, good good additions there. Those are both very odd things. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. Hanami Koji, good recommend. I think uh, it's worth checking out for anybody. They, this is a uh, uh, definitely good one. I'm excited to see where this one places on our inevitable, um, inevitable. I should say future inevitable makes it sound bad. <laughs> our future rating roundup because this is a this is a good one. We've done some pretty good ones even this early in the the, the second season. So I'm I'm curious to see where this one lands at the end of the uh, Same here. round. Uh, all right, let's see. Hanami Koji, done. I do have a catchphrase today. I mine is more of a statement. It's not that po- positive, but I, I was playing games the other night and I thought of this one. <laughs> and because I teach games a lot, I say this a lot. And it's uh, eh, anyway. I'll let I'll say the catchphrase, and you guys can refer your own for your own opinions. Uh, my catchphrase is: uh, This game is really quick. It is always a lie. I was teaching a game the other night and I was like no it's they're like is it a quick game yeah it's pretty quick and then we are playing it and it's like you know it's some games just go on longer even if they are quick especially with new players and suddenly it's a really long game with no one knows what they're doing and so I was just thinking like yeah that's never true that's never ever (laughs) ever true so anyway this game is really quick is always a lie. All right, guys. Well, that will do it for us this week. And you can always get a hold of us in several ways. Of course, Twitter and Instagram at Chits and Chat. And you can reach out to us on our podcast hosting page as well, eavesdrop.com. Scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form. We'd love to hear from you all and see how you're doing. And until next time, thank you so
1: much for listening. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. And I'm going to see if my wife will make me some tea.
0: Ooh. (laughs) Get her that nice green tea set and perhaps. (laughs) Perhaps. (laughs) All right. See you guys. Bye.